0: Welcome to another episode of Mean A Bunch of White Girls. It is a gloriously gloomy day in Washington, D.C. And I am happy to be indoors, cozied up with my dear friend. Um, I'm your host, Clark. I am a consultant based in Washington, D.C. Mean A Bunch of White Girls is just my fun little passion project. I get to get my friends boozed up. (laughs) <laughs> and um, I bring them into the studio, which is also in my kitchen, um, to talk about microaggressions, macroaggressions, growing up, dating, living, working in predominantly white spaces, what we've learned, how we've grown, and how we've become better because of all these experiences. I'm having a great time with the show. Um, I hope you all are enjoying it as well. So today, my friend Lauren is here. Hi, y'all. Lauren is from Michigan. She is uh, a fellow book club member with me. Um, crannies and nooks. I was like deciding whether I was gonna like tell people the name of the book club. I was like, I don't know, don't know that about me? I was like, is this an open invitation? Yes. Yeah, like, I don't. Know. <laughs> But it is. Shout out to Crannies and Nooks. Um, we've been in book club together for a couple of years now. That's wild. I know. It flew by. Time. I know. <laughs> it's I, like, literally, I met you two years ago. Because mm-hmm. I recently, We so we met volunteering during DC International Film Fest. Yeah. Um, and I've just started getting the emails from Candy, who's like, oh, pictures, things. I'm like, this is happening already? Like, I feel like, wait, what? <laughs> So it is like our two-year friendiversary, just about. Ooh, we should go on a date. We absolutely should. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Lauren is here to chat with me. Um, mm. One thing I really love about Lauren, and I don't do this with everyone, but I just have to say this. Lauren is like the best type of friend because she will connect you with other amazing human beings. Aww. And you don't shy away from doing that. There are tons of people who do. We're who just like, now I have my segments, I have my people, and then they don't need to do it. And I've been like that a little bit too. Like a lot of friends, are like, okay, see you next year at Clark's birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't connect that, and I have a bad habit of doing that too. Um, but yes, you're always so welcome and Aww. open with invitations to parties and. Fence and things. And I've met some really lovely people through you. Yay! So, my little heart is warm. <laughs> <laughs> so, on the show today, I don't know. So, a lot of people know when, if you've been listening to the show, I don't know what anyone is really going to talk about until really we get into the meat of it. So Mm -hmm. I want to give you some room to set up some context about what we're going to talk about today. Okay. (laughs) All we know is it's about white girl nonsense. So, (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah it is. (laughs) (laughs) So I am from Michigan Mm -hmm. and there was a time where I went back home and stayed with my parents um, to help out with my grandmother. She was really sick. Mm -hmm. And so I was home for a year in michigan and if people don't know anything about michigan the number one thing you should know is that wait no that's not number one number one (laughs) is that it's a beautiful state and you're never more than six miles away from water Mm. number two is that the state is very segregated Mm. oh surprise surprise And so I am from one of the black suburbs of Detroit, but all of the surrounding areas have their own little flavors of white. Mm -hmm. There's one suburb that's like pretty diverse, um, like the immigrant suburb, but it's mostly very white. And my suburb is the only one that's like super black. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I like got used to growing up in that. And the year that I went back home, I was working, tutoring students in various, like, literacy-related things. And I was working for an organization that, like, brought the the students into the building. Mm -hmm. And so, I, um, and this was in one of the white suburbs, which is just, just, like, down the street from my little suburb. Yeah. And... So, one of these days, and I guess a little bit more context is that I had been working on um, my natural hair at this time. Ah. Yeah. I So, all this time growing up, my mom, like, permed my hair pretty early on. My family, um, my mom, my sister, my dad, and even my brother, like, all have, what like, a lot of Black people will define as, like good hair. Mm. Um it's like really easy to manage, like lightly curly. <laughs> like a three C <3C laughs> range. Three C three B like mm. very easy to manage hair. And I'm like a four A, four B- um hair. My mom just didn't know what to do with it. So she pruned my hair pretty early and we hit that moment in popular culture. And I just think in, like, Black culture in general where a lot of people were going natural. And I really began to began to question myself, like, why can't I just wear my hair naturally? Yeah. what What's going on here? Let me figure out how I can do this. And so I started to let it grow out. And I realized that it was a really big attachment for me, like, cutting off all my hair. mm mm-hmm wasn't going to be for me I had yeah. so many friends who were just like oh one inch two inches and I was like I don't think my head works that way <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can pull that off mm. and so I um let it grow out and around this time that I was home it was also the first time where it was mostly natural in like 10 12 years oh, wow. and so I was just learning how to manage my hair yeah and learning how much fucking work <laughs> it, it is just, it's another job it's but like it's actually job. it's mm-hmm. so much work it's time it's effort it's mm-hmm. money mm-hmm. um it's expertise mm-hmm. and i just didn't i was i was working on it yeah and so i'm working at this place um engaging with all these very r- rich white people mm-hmm. on a regular basis and one of, one of the days I decided to go in with like a washing go. I was like, yeah. I'm going to try this out. I'm going to put some eco styler in, <laughs> see how this flushes out. And oh, so I walk into the building and I'm already self-conscious because yeah. like, it's my first time ever doing this. My hair looks a lot shorter mm-hmm. than it had. Um, and I walk in, and my very white boss looks at me, and, like, her eyes just, like, open very in a very startled manner. And I'm like, God. oh, God, is she going to say something to me? And this is, like, a, a white boss who's like, wears liberal on her sleeve oh and, God. like, it is very... Um, is very one of those, and she doesn't end up saying anything to me, but the look already gave me the amount of, inse- it, like, heightened my insecurities yeah. for the day. I was like, okay, we're just going to push through. Yeah. Going to push through. And so, the day went by pretty normally, in fact. It wasn't until the end of the day where one of the parents was coming to pick up their child <laughs> um, and having a conversation with me, and she was like, oh, they let you wear your hair like that oh hell no and I had no idea how to respond I was just like yes (laughs) yes they do oh my god and like cut the conversation pretty short And it was like oh my god oh my god I could not I could not believe that that had happened i was like yeah it was moments where i'm always thinking you know i want to be able to wear my hair the way it yes. grows out of my head yes and not yes. have to answer questions about why my hair is this way yeah but it was just like so much attention was put on that i'm like well shit can i wear my hair this way mm-hmm. like it am I going to get in trouble? Like, my boss had that weird reaction. Like, she wanted a... to say something was like, I don't think I can legally say something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <of> <laughs> but those, I really want to. Please don't. Please don't. Mm-hmm. And, like, from there on, like, I never did a wash and go mm-hmm. again. And it's it's actually timely for me to be having this conversation because I have been struggling with my natural hair recently. Like, I'm trying to be nice to it. And mm-hmm. I'm still always watching the YouTube videos yes. and trying to learn things, but yes. it has not been going great for me. And it's so much work Yes, that I don't, well, I told you. So I was on my way to the beautiful studio today <laughs> and was almost late because I'm wearing this head wrap and I literally spent 20 minutes trying to tie it. I should not have to spend 20 fucking minutes tying a head wrap i just want to go over my friend's house and hang out but here i am it's like well shit this bow doesn't look good i oh my god so much fucking work (laughs) and the fact that like the head wrap is always like oh like i don't have the time to do my hair so let me do Mm -hmm. a cool head wrap and we're gonna look awesome and we're just gonna rock it and that takes almost just as long as like A braid out or a twist out because you're like I don't. It doesn't look like it did in the picture. Like why doesn't it look like the picture? I just want it to look good. Like I want to look presentable, and it's it's so funny. Like I I don't think people realize the amount of work that goes into natural hair. Like just doing a twist out or a braid Mm -hmm. out, like layering, layering your products, make sure you have the right products, like letting it sit, all of this. And I'm just I don't know. I'm feeling pretty annoyed with my natural hair right now and mm-hmm. so like a couple weeks ago i was like i might start straightening again mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. once uh mm-hmm. once a month once every other month yeah. mm-hmm. um and then when you asked me to think about this and like what that moment was i was like ooh, that is a moment with a white woman yeah. that i will never forget yeah. and now i'm back at the the question of yeah hmm, why should i have to like straighten my hair yeah, like, I should be able I want to be able to be confident enough to just wear my hair yes. the way it grows out of my head but, yes. but not, you're not there yet I am not there so you used a word that we hear a lot so one of the things that this makes me think about um, New York City just like banned hair discrimination which is like such a, a ridiculous thing you have to spend time on in mm-hmm. <laughs> 2019 even like at all period, but there is like a history mm-hmm. of this, especially in regards to black women um and their hair, yeah, and you use the word presentable, and i my mom uses it all the time, and she when I was growing up she she would not let me out of the house if my hair wasn't combed was mm-hmm. and my mom was not one to straighten my hair ever really, except for special occasions like Easter or Mother's Day or like Christmas. And she would always do like really elaborate, like stars in the middle of my hair with like braids and the barrettes and everything. Oh my God. Um, yes, see so, so there are pictures of the back of my head and there's like an, a giant star. In the- that is <laughs> ideal. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And I want to see pictures. <laughs> yes, I can definitely find some. I'll ask her to actually. Um, but then she would always like and as i aged and as i got older and started doing my own hair she would comment on like little black girls she she would see out in mm-hmm. the world like oh, why did their mother let them go? House looking like that yeah. like, they don't look presentable mm-hmm. and i've always and i've started thinking about this cuz like when i went natural too i got like a lot of looks like oh okay uh-huh. Or like when I got box braids and I like got them really long and the idea that there's a way to present that is ideal or mm-hmm. optimal as opposed to another way to present. Yeah. And I feel like that's what gets us in trouble, that we're always thinking like there's one way to present. And mm-hmm. if I haven't reached that, then I am not presentable at all. Like I should not be going outside <laughs> like this. Because I, think- I haven't reached that, like, whatever that is, whether it's natural, whether it's braids, whether it's straight, whether it's relaxed, whether it's weave, even, like, every, so it's not even about the style. Mm-hmm. It's about what optimal looks like for that style. Yep. Because you, in people's opinion, you can have an unpresentable weave or unpresentable wigs or mm-hmm. unpresentable everything. And it's this added layer of expectations for us. That's yeah. Little less, I feel, yeah, I don't know it's the same for you but like so much of my upbringing like like aesthetics have been really Mm. ingrained into me like how we dress like what you can wear where um how you can wear your hair all of those things have been so important of like oh you can't go to church looking like that or oh you can't go to school looking like that and like it's different expectations for Mm -hmm. different places Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and that you are not your house <laughs> you will not leave my house looking like that yes. i will not associate with you or like, yes just or like the-, the judgment of a black mother would get mm-hmm. from other mothers mm-hmm. black women elders like especially at church mm-hmm. and the number of times it's like oh like you can't show up. Why are you coming into church looking like you just left the club? Like,
1: yeah. you know? <laughs>
0: or like mess. I feel like yeah. why Why you let your child look like a mess? Why yes. her hair looked a mess? Like why? Like mess just comes up a mm-hmm. lot for me, that word. Mm-hmm. So, oh. Mm-hmm. Have you? Stressful. <laughs> <laughs> and it really is because it's almost like. And the best part is, like, there are so many examples now. Like, YouTube, thank God for you. Amen. Like, that is how I learned to do my own braids. I don't even remember the video. I wish I could give her a shout-out right now. Because, like, you saved me in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but then... It also gives you just, like, another example of it done perfectly well. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, so there are all these examples of it done, quote-unquote, right, looking, like, presentable out in the world with this hairstyle on this day. And if I can't achieve that, then I am no longer presentable. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it sets the standard super, super high, I feel like. It definitely is. And I feel like that's just another way that I I feel like a lot of Black people – we hold very high standards of ourselves Mm -hmm. across the board, Mm -hmm. like, and put pressure on each other for these high standards. I think it's just I I think it's a part of the culture, and I feel like it's one of those places where it's not really seen in the stereotype how much pressure is actually put on Black people in general Black women specifically Mm to, like, meet these high expectations in order to be accepted by Yes, yes. I so going back to this white woman and like a parent of a child. Oh, so comfortable. I mean, the ease with which that came out of her mouth. I am not shocked because whites, but also like, <laughs> just why do people feel like they are allowed to comment and pass judgment allowed? The people they don't even know had you interacted with this woman previously like mm-hmm. was she like oh hey Lauren oh hey girl and then saw your hair and everyone was like mm-hmm. you sure <laughs> you sure you're able to win? and like the asshole in me is always wanting to say back like they let you out of the house <laughs> like that because like I don't know <laughs> Back to these high expectations we Mm. hold of each other as black people. I think that we tend to keep our hair, like, we're, like, pay attention to our hair more than white people Mm. do. And I have moments where I want to say that to people, too. And I'm like, I'm just going to leave this in here because who needs that negativity? I didn't need that negativity. (laughs) You don't need that negativity. Oh, gosh. But, yeah, she was a parent who I had interacted with a lot. Um, because I was the direct tutor for my okay. son and I was just like, who would you ever be that comfortable with to say that to Like that, oh, oh, it was disgusting. And of course, like we had a relationship built up over there. We had to continue seeing yeah. each other because I need money. And <laughs> <laughs> I need People? to take her dollars. <laughs> yes. Thank you for your money. Yeah. Um yeah, it's like, that's not something that you say to people. And then my insecurities are just like even higher. Exactly. So even yesterday, I tried to wash and go first time in a really long time. Oh. And be in anticipation for this. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be talking oh, about my hair. nice. <laughs> so I tried it and I went to a lot of parties yesterday. Mm-hmm. Or just like a lot of <laughs> gatherings with you. A couple mm-hmm. of them. But the first one, it was just like one of those moments where you walk in and you're just like, hi everyone. And the girl who I was friends with was like, oh, something's different about your hair. Oh, Did boy. you cut it? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I missed. Where was I? It's just like, no, I'm just black. That's literally how I responded. I was like, no, this is how our hair works. I'm just, black. just black, just a negress. I don't, I don't know. Do you know other negresses? Am I the first negress? I don't know. I was the only negress at that party. So. <laughs> Perhaps per se, per chance. Uh-huh. Who knows. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. In those moments, like what is, what has been the response back after he's like, "No, I'm just black. Like have you noticed like a tone shift with them? Do they ask more questions? Like they usually stop asking questions, which is <laughs> my goal, yep. it's my ultimate goal. I don't yep. want to talk about my hair with you. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure it out myself. Yeah, um you' just like, leave me alone. I'm not asking questions about your hair. Yes, yes. Yes. Yes, and I'm like, do they expect me to? Am, are they waiting for me to say something? Am I supposed, mm. Hi everyone, supposed to Hi everyone, this something? is my new pair. Am, am I supposed to be like, huh, something's different? They're like, Well, I thought a trim. <laughs> like I like I don't understand and that's what I'm saying, like the part of like minding your own business. Yes. I don't understand why more people have a problem or way more why more people don't do it. I don't understand the problem of just like keeping your mouth shut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like there's no need to say that at all, right? <laughs> right? Like there really isn't. Why? <laughs> if you think about it for like twenty more seconds. Actually, like three more seconds, because you know, interactions are quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so think wow. about it for three more seconds and like, is this a value add? <laughs> is this <laughs> Why to... do you feel the need to know this information? I just I don't understand. And it didn't even come as a compliment right away. It was like, "Oh, something's different about your hair. I love it." Like whatever it is, I lo- I love this new look. Like even that. It was just like difference, change. And I'm making a note of it aloud. Like, why to you? And it's, it happens so often too because I mean, I change my hair a lot. Like mm-hmm. I try to just like- Try this new thing, try this new mm-hmm. thing and see if it works. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because the days that I, I feel like I look the craziest, it's always when a lot of white women are like, oh, this is interesting. This is new. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen this on you before. It's called Exhaustion. Um, <laughs> I... It's called Hungover. <laughs> like, it's just, you just leave me be? Just me. It's just blackness. Yeah, I'm just black. I and mean, I feel like those comments are becoming even more problematic mm. because we are in like a we're well into the natural hair revolution. Like this yeah. is not 2007. No. Okay. No. Like, it's you all that. should be, you live in Washington, D.C. You should be very, very comfortable. Even if it's not like a friend, mm-hmm. like on the street, on the train, are you not paying attention to your surroundings like, <laughs> at all? To be able to notice these hair texture differences and colors and everything that's just vibrant. And like that should be more commonplace to you. Definitely. And the need to be like, Never seen this before actually yeah you have <laughs> have you been anywhere <laughs> yeah you Thank left your house in the last three weeks because yeah. in this city I know you've seen it but uh, you're just not paying any attention because it's not like someone's standing in front of you mm-hmm. so you, I guess you just filter it out that's got to be that's got to be it yeah but I notice white people's hair. I notice every, I notice people. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> just, you know what I mean? Like, I'm aware of my surroundings to a certain extent where, like, I am noticing people around me. Yeah. Yeah. Especially aesthetics because I care about them so much myself. I mean, my apartment. Is. <laughs> I appreciate uh-huh. decor <laughs> and that is included in wardrobe and mm-hmm. makeup and choice of jewelry, like all of that. Yeah. And I'm, I don't know. Maybe people just like aren't paying any attention. I just feel like it has to be so hard. Or like what context are you putting your yourself in Yeah, that you don't see black people with these various hairstyles mm. throughout? Like why... Why has this become a conversation Mm. about my hair specifically? I think maybe I mm, hate playing and like white people don't switch up their hair as much as we do, but like also Google, just like go ask Google, go look at YouTube. That's what I had to do. I'm learning too. I don't want to, I don't want to teach you. Yes. Yes, and again, like, so much of what we talk about on the show is, like, unnecessary emotional labor for people of color. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not, that's not why I'm here. That's not my job. Mm -hmm. Figure it out. (laughs) Like, open a, crack open a book, crack open the internet. You have a computer in your (laughs) purse. Smartphones, many computers. Mm -hmm. can literally do a search that information so you don't come at me crazy i guess my thought is just like always it's not our job to do emotional labor and people need to recognize that and just like if you if this is something you're really interested in and invested in it like why why is your immediate thought like a person like there are people who are willing to like go out and teach class on things like mm, that Like, yeah. why why do i need to be the person Yeah. <laughs> why does it need to be me like i get we have a relationship i'm not comfortable with this so. yeah yeah i don't know emotional labor is real it is and i think people just like discount it because mm-hmm. no one's aware of their emotions <laughs> being was don't. paying attention to that <laughs> what are emotions oh, what do you mean emotional labor but i don't know i've just been really aware of like the emotional labor i've been putting on other people mm. and also like myself it's like, get your own shit together first Figure mm. out your own shit before you put that shit on me do you think if this friend that you're talking about you said you were the only black woman Mm-hmm. we you the only woman of color, period, in that space? Yeah. Do you think those questions... So, like, I, I've answered questions about my hair for white people, for non-white people before, but it's never been in that context. It's though. always been, like, a... I'm trying to think of the times where I've done it. It's always been, like, a, I want you to know this, because I'm close enough to you. And like Randy and I have talked about this before, like when you're close enough to somebody that you're willing to do the work, mm-hmm. being that you were the only person of woman of color, person of color, black woman in that space, mm-hmm. do you think she thought you'd be more willing to do, to like answer a question like that or respond in a certain way because you were like the only quote unquote other mm-hmm. in her? Immediate circle at that point in time. I mean, that could have been it. But at the end of the day, we're not that. She's a person I'm not that close with. Oh, okay. like, we're just okay. not yeah. that close. No, no. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> different, different than, different than. You know, and like yeah. I'm definitely more willing if there is a relationship, if yeah. trust has been built. Yes. Um, Like, one-on-one time, and I Mm -hmm. feel, like, giving Mm -hmm, emotional labor. mm -hmm. Emotional labor is really hard for me. Like, Mm. I have not always been the most, like, mentally, emotionally healthy person. So, having to, like, exert additional emotional labor has never been good for me. Like, trust, relationships, really important for me in order to be able to do that. So, like, for her, no. (laughs) So, this was someone you were not that close with. Wow. We are not that close, yeah. So... It w- it was one of those. I was like, maybe, maybe. Well, no, not maybe. <laughs> just, <know." laughs> just no, no. Just know. Said, no. No, for me, girl. <laughs> I'm so sorry, gotta can't do it for you. Have boundaries. Hmm. You gotta have boundaries. Like, really important for me to have those. So. Yeah. I know. My answer is I'm black. <laughs> yes. I love that answer. I'm gonna start using <laughs> it if anyone asks me. like, Ah, the root looks like. Mm-hmm. it's <laughs> like blackness does that <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. am I your first black <laughs> might I be your first black <laughs> though. first black you've been this close to <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> it's crazy though because sometimes the answer is yes Yeah. my DC experience has been way too white it's mm-hmm. so white it's so white like I'll go to these parties and I'm like Oh, you really don't know anyone else. Like, you just enjoy hanging out with people who look like you. And I always tell, Because I have a couple of really close white friends. And I'm like, man, I like hanging out with your friends. And not just with my friends. And I'm like, you can make new friends. (laughs) (laughs) If you only have friends who look like you, you're making a conscious decision. Yes. And so going back to that point about making friends, because I have been really I think the show is a good example of that mm-hmm. um, of all the different friendships that I've made and relationships that I've built and it's also because I don't have like singular one track interests I think that's part of the problem too right yeah. like you're not giving yourself the room to grow your interests either
1: mm-hmm. if you're
0: only interested in like going to beer gardens Jesus Christ <laughs> Oh my God, in gentrified oh. areas of town, mm-hmm. you're probably not gonna run into that many people of color. <laughs> like, that's just the way that it is. Especially when you're going with a group of your white friends. Like, people need to vary, because that's how we met. Mm-hmm. We met volunteering in the city, we met doing something mm-hmm. different. And I don't know how many times I've told people, oh, I volunteer here, I did this. They're like, oh my gosh, you do so much. I'm like, well, that's how you evolve. <laughs> As a person, because I definitely went into spaces uh, like where I used to work, the reproductive justice organization. I didn't know what reproductive justice was when I interviewed for that job. I said some nonsense. I'm surprised that they hired me (laughs) after I learned what I learned. I was like, oh, my God. problematic. Like that white feminist education was like very noticeable. (laughs) Um, And I got. Better being there, being in that space, learning while doing, right? Mm -hmm. Luckily, I was in comms, so, like, there was a lot of information coming at me because it was part of my job to then filter that out to the audience. I was like, ooh. Like, I was learning as I was educating over Twitter. Yeah. And I feel like not enough people are putting themselves out there in that way, like, varying their interests and, like, doing something about it. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> what? You mean you can do things about it? I just, it, Oh my God. It yes. grinds my ears. Yes. It grinds fucking ears. Like, they're exactly to your point. There's so many things that you can do to get sa- outside of your bubble other mm-hmm. than having people do emotional labor for you. Yes. Like, listen to this podcast. <laughs> good hey. job. You're doing a good <laughs> job right now. <laughs> <Check>. <laughs> asterix <laughs> same thing like if you want to learn more there's so many opportunities in dc mm-hmm. dc is so diverse like put take a risk it's mm-hmm. not actually a risk you're literally just going somewhere different don't go Oh, the beer gardens <laughs> like white people i don't think you know this like maybe you don't know this but like not everyone's socializing like culture is going out to a beer garden and drinking eight different flavors of beer. Not yeah. interested. I want no. to drink and go dance. I want to, yeah. like, talk about books. I want to do all sorts of things, but not go to fucking beer garden every week. I just, I have so many friends who do that. Yeah. And I'm so happy that you brought it up. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Um, and, and, and I brought it up because there's so many times I've been in one, and I'm like, Wow. Are like three black people here and we're all looking at each other like slightly confused as to why we're there yes <laughs> like, but like i should be able to and then when i've been in the space oh gosh i remember i recently went to one with a friend who was also a woman of color and some of her friends were there who were white We sat down and chatted with them there was a dj and um they're like oh yeah like so mad like music and i was like bopping around like in my head i don't know who was playing cuz i'm also like almost a 45 year old black woman i listen to like <laughs> i don't listen to a lot of new music period i like what i like i'm set in my ways <laughs> but i'll like bop around if the beat is good and i like it mm-hmm. of course i don't always know yeah. who i'm listening to anymore <laughs> I'm just like oh who is cuz i just don't explore it as much as i should but as bopping around a good beat it was a rap song. Mm-hmm. Like trap. Okay. And I was like, Oh god, I wanna hear this one. Yeah, shoulder shake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and one of the white girls at the table was I had never met her before, I just met I didn't know who she was. Um and she's like, Oh, like uh I'm so mad. Like, the DJ was playing such good music before. And, like, the it, it was me and I think, like, two, three other Black people mm-hmm. and the other Black people were together. Uh-huh. Um, and I could see them kind of bopping around to the music, too. And the DJ was not Black. Um, and so I was, like, what was, and I asked, I was, like, what was he playing before? Like, define quote-unquote good music to me right now, yeah. <laughs> Ma'am, because <laughs> honestly, if it's playing in this beer garden right now, this mm-hmm. is probably a very popular song. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to a lot of new music, so I don't know it. But I can recognize in this space he's not playing. The DJ is not playing. Playing like you know Lil B's latest. Like mm-hmm. he's playing something that's probably been on the radio. Yeah. So I'm like, what's good music? Like, how are you defining that? She's like, well, he was like playing in sync earlier, like the Backstreet was <laughs> <It's> Like, okay. <laughs> It's a very specific <laughs> definition. I know. But it's like I mean, I get it. Hmm. I have sung in sync songs, Backstreet Boys songs. You are my fire. sober and drunk all the time. Absolutely, but I'm like, where in the and they like immediately like started sulking. And they're like, oh, why is you playing? Really good. Oh. And I'm like, are you even like listening? Are you enjoying it? Like, mm-hmm. Are you taking a minute to like, oh, I wonder what song this is. Are you, are you listening? And I know like everyone's tastes are different. Mm-hmm. I absolutely get that. But I feel like you're not really listening because the song just started. <laughs> and you're like, this is not good. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, if he's playing it here, it's probably popular. Not all popular music. is good music. But it's popular. Yeah. <laughs> And so, a lot of people probably think it's good. A lot of people probably think it's good. <laughs> I'm going to put that out there. And I'm like, okay, divine good. Backstreet Boys was the answer. <laughs> and I'm like, I want to go home. <laughs> 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 like, why, was, why am I here? And it's not necessarily like I expect you to be like, oh, yeah, I just love... Lil Yachty like not everyone does like also please don't it's, it's also, and that's what I'm saying like it's not about taste at that point to me it's about like an unwillingness to try something new yeah and I, that's what I got kind of turned off by. I'm like, you seem unwilling to try new shit. Mm-hmm. And I get that. I have my shit, but I also am not coming into a space being like, um, why aren't you playing Drake? Mm-hmm. Like I understand that there's other good music out there. There's other enjoyable music out there and I'm willing to hear it when I'm out and about. Yeah. That's like the one time I'm susceptible to new shit <laughs> <laughs> when I'm out in the world, when I'm in my home. I'm probably going to listen to Drake's After Dark on repeat. Amen. And I'm allowed to mm. do that. This is your space, your house. <laughs> exactly. But like you're out in the world, you're in like a beer garden, there are tons of people here and you're mm. automatically like, nope, not good. Not interested. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't, I'm going to get the luxury of doing that. Cause I'm like, I'm always in spaces where I'm like, something is always going to be new because it's usually going to be pretty white. Yeah. It's like, what is this? Oh, people do that? Yeah, and I'm oh. like, okay, all right. I'm down to see it. I mm-hmm. <laughs> can't necessarily say I'm going to do it on my own, but I'm down to listen mm-hmm. at least. Yeah, and try it out. And it, with things like that, it always makes me wonder, okay, well, then to what extent are you even willing to try something new? Is this how mm-hmm. you are in multiple spaces? Exactly. Like, is this why you won't try out going to a new space or like? learning something even a little bit different i have a really good white friend who just is so comfortable yeah where she is will not Mm -hmm. will not go out and try she's like no not for me and like i get that like you can have your agency Mm -hmm. or whatever but then how are we ever gonna like if you're not even willing to try yeah something new and different like i'm not saying well okay let me tell a story <laughs> like the stories are important so I am a black girl who's really into k-pop like yes. fucking into k-pop <laughs> love that shit and like I get that it is a very specific thing to do but this friend who um really loves music like mm-hmm. loves music like listens to a bunch of music podcasts mm-hmm. like refuses to engage with k-pop at all like mm won't listen. She's just like, no, you know, I don't understand what they're saying. I don't, mm. I don't think that I'm going to enjoy this. This isn't going to be good. Mm. And like, you really love music. Like you love the different layers yeah. of music, like the production, the sound, like yeah. all that good stuff. But you won't even mm. try it out. Mm. And so it's like moments like that where it's, I, you want to like expand your world. And like yeah. Get yeah. people, like, understand more about what's going on in life I assume but you won't even take the next step to do that to do that so it's kind of sad yeah yeah and I I I've realized over the years as I've aged and learned things that a lot of ignorance comes from um like uh, inaccessibility to like anything different mm-hmm. than what you're used to. Mm-hmm. And the minute like a black person moves into a white neighborhood and they like have tea together like oh, blacks aren't so bad. Yikes! <laughs> it's you like, like you just you, you're saying dumb shit cuz you you have refused to put yourself in new spaces mm-hmm. and that's pretty depressing. Yeah. <laughs> if you keep if you stay in those same spaces, if you raise your children in those spaces, then Mm -hmm. nothing will ever really change because Mm -hmm. for so many people, it takes direct connection. It takes Mm -hmm. immediate access. And if you don't have it, you're not getting it because of segregation, because of, you know, housing discrimination, because of all of these things Mm -hmm. that block people from other people. Mm -hmm. Like you're just, you're never going to get that. We're never going to get there. And, just know that every time that you don't expose yourself to something new or like take ownership of the fact that you've been putting yourself in the same situations with the same people that you are an active participant in what's going on. Yeah. We have to be able to engage with each other and like Mm -hmm. build relationships across lines. We have to be able to say, you know, this might make me uncomfortable, but I'm going to try it out this one time. And Mm -hmm. like, Either succeed or fail, but at the very least, try. Yeah. And some people just aren't willing to do that. Yeah, but I think it's. I feel like it's worse when we're in a space where it's so easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you really could do it quite easy. You could do it much easier than like someone in Montana going to beer garden there. Yeah. So, <laughs> <someone laughs> choosing repeatedly to go to the same beer garden, mm-hmm. like in Shaw yeah when that oh gosh, I can't even get into it now. just go somewhere else go like, somewhere else, do something yeah. else, try something else. <laughs> go with a different group of people, be uncomfortable for a little bit, and I promise you won't be as uncomfortable as I will be if you ask me if I'm allowed to wear my hair like that to work yes! you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meet some new people, try some new things. And one, your life is going to be so much more enjoyable Mm -hmm. than just like falling into a routine and like perpetuating that routine. But two, you'll get that knowledge without forcing emotional labor on other people. Boom. So right. (laughs) So right. Well, on that note, thank you, Lauren, for coming to meet a bunch of white girls, joining us in this conversation. Um, thank you for joining me and a bunch of white girls today. I'm so happy you came. Thank you for having me. Of course, this was great. sort through my shit. And we're going to figure it out together. That's, that's part of the journey. Mm -hmm. And we're so lucky to have friends who are not all white. Amen. (laughs) We (laughs) can have this conversation. We can talk about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So, please subscribe to Me and a Bunch of White Girls wherever you are listening to this show. Actually, I don't know if we can subscribe on Spotify. Mm -hmm. Oh, you You follow it. Oh, you follow. Okay, so subscribe, follow, (laughs) and learn new things every day. Um, Wherever you're listening to this podcast, I would love and appreciate uh, ratings, reviews, anywhere you can leave one. Um, and also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at MBWG Podcast.